Coming up, we have a doozy for you. Today's guest is Christy Lawrence, who made $10,000 in sales in the very first week of her app launch. And you have to listen to the pre-launch marketing that she was doing. You'll also discover how she brands her app to get more downloads, the clever way she used Instagram influencers, and how she leverages Facebook groups. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to scale your ASO and Apple search ads? Well, check out appradar.com. Their clients include Tinder, Microsoft, iTranslate, and many more. Learn more at appradar.com. Looking for a simple way to grow and retain your users? Wildfire incentivizes users to share their favorite apps and earn credits along the way. Learn more at wildfire.software. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go, the podcast, the YouTube channel, when you want action-packed content to help you grow your app business. Because frankly, I just try to talk to as many experts, many geniuses out there in the world and try to learn from them and so that we can all collectively grow together. Today, I've got a phenomenal guest. She's currently in San Francisco, but she's from Australia. Her name is Christy Lawrence. She's the founder at plan. And it's an app that allows you to preview and schedule your Instagram posts. She's done phenomenally well with the app. So we're going to learn all about her launch strategy, how she's been able to grow this business. And if you guys want to check it out, just search for plan with two N's in the app store or go to plandat.com. Christy, welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. What an intro. So nice to see you. <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk to you because I saw the app. Like you've Thank done phenomenally you. well with the app Thank and you got you. thousands of reviews. I mean, it's over 6,000. Yeah. Well, we should have this. Uh, it should be over 16,000. So it depends what country of the app store you're That's looking true. at. But uh, it's something that I, I look at a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's, I've got it on my app, on my phone. I've played around with it. It's phenomenally well done. The thing I want to talk about with you is like, where did the idea come from? Because there are a lot of these type of apps out there that allow you to schedule your Instagram posts and your stories. Like, were, were you the first? I don't think you were the first to market. But I was like, second. I think I was second to market, but I was building. Like, it took me a year to build. So, I mean, had I not have taken so long to build it, I probably yeah. would have been first to market. But now I think we're one of those, you know, it's everyone can have an idea and it's all in the execution and the marketing when it comes right. down to it. So yeah, it was tricky to have a, another hundred or so pop up to directly compete and copy what I do. But I mean, it's comes down to the marketing execution again. So just got to keep going. Yeah. Talk to me about your launch because you launched in 2016. Like what was your, what have your, what was your strategy and your plan? Oh, have you got an hour? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. <laughs> um, so what, so I'm just going to go back and say, I think my first question was like, where did the idea come from? Yeah. And that's a great place to start because everyone has an app idea, right? I think I talked to everyone who's like, oh, I have an app idea. Right. So w the way that I had mine was um, I was working in corporate advertising and marketing and I was making TV commercials for a really big insurance company. But I'm actually a massive creative. So I would go home at night and I would sketch and sculpt and just do photography or like just make anything. And I would put my work on Instagram every night. 
And Instagram is this amazing platform. It's got a billion people on it now, but it was, you know, it's been growing organically so quickly. And I, I realized that there was a way that I could supplement my income. And then eventually there was an, I was making enough money on Instagram to actually replace my income. Get out. And my friends were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, uh, you just have to understand that Instagram's really visual and people come for the images and your pictures, but they stay for the captions. And as long as you're telling like this really cool brand story and layering it with in a visual way, like your account will explode. And my friend's like, can you teach me? So I started consulting and this is after hours of my work. And I found that people couldn't afford my, cons- like if I wanted to leave my day job, they couldn't afford the consulting rates. Mm. And then I found when I was consulting anyway, that I was repeating myself a lot. I'm like, okay, so I need to scale my time here. And then I realized that everything that I said could be taught in an app. I was like, oh my God, I have an app idea. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. And it started waking me up at night. I was like, what, what would that happen if people could upload their images and then drag and drop their images and see what it looked like? So they didn't post and delete and they didn't worry if it was a, like it was a, a cohesive and like beautifully branded feed because they could see it before they post. I'm like, what if I could put this in the hands of the world? What would happen then? Anyway, so. I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. (laughs) And I might have been one of those people with that, oh, my God, I have an app idea. But what ended up happening is it started waking me up at night. And I kept going to myself, you know, is this your idea, Christy? Because I'd always wanted my own business. Like, is this it? Could you talk about this 24-7 for, like, five years? It's like, I can. And so one day I woke up and I went, that's it. I'm doing it. And I quit my day job. Like, I'm (laughs) And I realized that I just had to go all in because the amount of startups that fail is phenomenally high. And I knew I didn't have the tech knowledge. I knew I didn't have startup knowledge and I was all in. And that's kind of, that was the very, very beginning of the idea. Wait, how did, what was your first step? Because you you said it, you have no technology knowledge, you have no startup knowledge. Like what's your first step rather than just, and then the the courage to like leave too. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Um, but I mean, I was supplementing my income. I was illustrating for Red Bull and a few other companies. So I, was, nice. I, was, I had an inc- a side income. So I guess I had a side hustle already from my day job. So this was like a second side hustle. And I was like, well, if I just take my side hustle and charge more, then I can make more money. I had some savings. And anyway, so I was like, okay, I think I'm going to be okay. But I had no idea really how much an app really costs to build. I Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> So what the first thing that I did, I had worked in um, digital agencies before, so I understand the concept of wireframing. I was like, okay, well, I'll just wireframe what I think this app looks like. And at the time it was like two screens and some error messages and this button goes here and this button goes here. I'm like, okay, done. And I think I drew up about six screens. And then I jumped on Upwork. And the first thing you have to realize when you have an app idea is if it's a good idea, no matter what, it will get stolen. So some people used to say to me, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I literally went on Upwork and I searched overseas developer, app developers, and I sent what I thought was a scope of work to like 10 different developers and said, what do you think? And all of them came back with, oh, Christy, it's missing this, it's missing that, it's missing this. And I was like, brilliant. And I just iterated and iterated until my six screens became like 50 screens. And then I was able to have like a full scope of work that I could measure out. And in the meantime, I was trying to teach myself apps, like how they work, what 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 makes something addictive? How to gamify things? Like I was reading anything I could get my hands on in the process of the scoping phase, and then when I got a quote that the app was a hundred thousand dollars, and that wasn't that was only including the builds. That's not maintenance. That's not ongoing dev team. That's just to launch to launch. 
yeah. was a hundred thousand dollar outlay, and I was like, well, I don't, I can't draw that well. <laughs> <laughs> My drawings aren't that good. So I took my scope and I hustled my way in Sydney to some web and app agencies and said, look, I have this like breadth of marketing experience. I can copyright. I can do social media. If I work for you for free, will you build my tech? And I had one company say yes. And I was like, okay, great. So I worked for free for 10 months while they built the app on the side because I wasn't technically a paying customer, right? So they weren't getting cash income. So I wasn't really prioritized. So it took a bit longer. Hence why I was second to market, I'd say. And then launched the app, found out that it was buggy as hell as everybody does in app land. But I made made $10,000 in my first week live and that was enough money for me to be able to leave that place and hire my own dev team. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. how did you do that? Ten thousand dollars in sales the yeah. first month. Was it a paid app? Like what? What happened? Um, yeah. So originally, I was like, okay, well, I need to recoup my living expenses. My credit cards are out of control. It's been almost a year of no income. So um, I put the app. It was it was about ten dollars one off payment at the time. But you have to think about it. I had ten, I'm in marketing and I had ten months to do a marketing a pre launch marketing campaign. And I think when I talk to app developers, they look they come to me and they say, oh, "My app's almost ready and I'm ready to market, but it's it's about to go live." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. You should have started six months ago. And if you haven't started marketing, then you're not ready for another six months. <laughs> well, three to at least three to six months. So my pre launch marketing um, was a lot of social media. Um, a lot of content marketing. So I started an SEO strategy very, very early, um, which grew an email list, which then obviously like slowly grows over time. Then I would, you have to, I think the biggest challenge that I think app people have is that they don't understand who's buying their product properly. They haven't really done the deep dive in. So as an example, I made customer personas and it could be a marketing term, but it's basically like creating a profile of your ideal person. And understanding their pain points, their emotional triggers, their irrational thoughts, what drives them, and being able to talk to that human and understanding who they are and talking to them directly. Because if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. So if you just really understand who your human is, I was then able to identify who they looked up to and who they who they kind of were interested in, which now is influencer marketing right right so but what i did back in the day was that influencers didn't really know their value and they weren't really getting paid for stuff like that so i would make friends with them so i identified a hundred people in my my category who my audience were looking up to and i made sure that they were all in america because i knew that americans would then filter through the rest of the world quite quickly Mm. And I would drop into their DMs and I would turn on their post notifications so that every time they posted on Instagram, I was there with a comment. And it wasn't like, great post or this is this is a, this is a cute sweater or anything like that. It was, oh, my God, I love the composition. How long did that take? Really appreciate that, blah, blah, blah. It was, right. it was, a, it was doing exactly what your parents told you not to do, make <laughs> friends. Make friends on the internet. <laughs> so I literally made friends with as many of these people. And in the meantime, that, like these people with, with hundreds, like 100,000 followers are engaging with my Instagram feed, which Instagram's algorithm then goes, well, this is good content and shows it to more people. Mm. Right? So I start growing that way. I'm now making friends. I then t- pull these friends, um, inverted comma friends, and pop them in a closed Facebook group, and they become my first beta testers. 
I ask for their feedback. I send them design screens. They're completely engaged because I'm solving a problem for them and their community. So when it came, so that was like, that's one of like, you can see, you can probably hear there are like five or six different strategies happening here, right? Yes. It's, it wasn't just a, oh, we're launching tomorrow. Like, that's just not it. I was building up my LinkedIn profile. I was talking about it on my Facebook page. I had a personal Instagram and a business Instagram. Like, I was all over so many places. And then on the day of launch, I had an email list. Um, my blog was, I think my blog was getting about 20,000 hits a month when wow. I first, like, at the very early days from my yeah. content. And then I had, like, 50 influencers on day one post about the app. Did you and have to give them anything? Paid nothing. They were just they, invested because they, they were like a part of that private Facebook group. Journey and like I had gone through like quite a significant health illness as well during the build. I um, got the flu and it went into my brain and it caused a, like a brain trauma for quite a while. I was quite sick while I was also trying to build the app. Wow. So telling them about that journey and then teaching them Instagram hits, tips and hacks and then helping them get the story out. And then so on launch, they were like, we'll support this company and we'll support this crazy girl who's just building this app. Wow. And they talked about me. And yeah, so in the first week I made $10,000. That's amazing. Congrats. I love this Thank story, you. Christy. Oh, it was a lot of work. Like I'm talking, I'm in, I'm in Australia and all the influencers are in America. So that posting between my one and 5am <laughs> and my poor husband. <laughs> Were you married back then too? Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. And um, we were married to my job and had a husband who <laughs> he was as supportive as he could be to getting, you know, getting woken up to 50 beeps in the night. Yeah. But that's like literally when people say like, what did you do to launch? I'm like, I went crazy. I want to talk more about the personal side if we can, because you said you went through a year of no income, just mm-hmm. that hustle, right? Like I just talked to somebody just this other previous, our previous podcast episode yesterday where he was saying like, look, he did a lot of this hand-to-hand combat. And I'm yeah. like, these strategies work, Christy, because like unlike Facebook ads where anybody can run it, it is so freaking hard and tedious, right? And that's yeah. why these strategies still work and drive low-cost installs. But from a personal standpoint, you got sick, you got no income, you're hustling your butt off, you got a full-time <laughs> job, and then you're doing, like, and, talk to me about the personal yeah. side. How did and, that impact and you? then I got melanoma. So then oh I got skin goodness. cancer and had to <laughs> deal with that as well. Wow, so so there's a lot going on for me. <laughs> and so it was almost a distraction to just be working. It's like, well, if I'm working, then I'm not spending money. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not going out for dinner and maybe I'm buying like clean skin wines and I'm shopping at Target and I am, I'm not, I mean, my, I, my hair went back to its natural red color cause I couldn't afford to dye it. You just sacrifice. I think yeah. everyone says, you know, when you have a child and you can't afford it, you just make it happen. Sure. It was the same kind of concept for me. Wow. That's amazing. The, the other thing I want to talk about is your SEO strategy. Like given mm-hmm. your digital marketing background, you kind of knew which mm-hmm. keywords to go after and kind of write um, those blog posts. Well, I was a marketer, but I wasn't a technical SEO marketer. So right. that was something that I, you know how I was saying, like I just, I learned heaps of things. So I did an SEO course. I did a Pinterest course. I did um, a growth hacking course. Like I think I did seven or eight different night schools to learn or how to do all of it. During, Courses, like in yeah. person? No, online. All okay. Online. Like through Udemy or some site like that? Um. Yeah, I think so. I just read heaps and then... Um, hustled my way into Facebook groups and found experts and wow. all sorts, all sorts. <laughs> Face, Facebook groups were also a, a brilliant place for me. So actually this is one um, 
one thing that really worked for me is that um, inside Plan, if you open the app, we have our logo in the direct top of the workspace where you can drag and drop your images. There's also a spot for your username for your Instagram handle. And both of those things are done on purpose mm. because I understand that on social media, people actually get social media anxiety and they, you know, nervous about what to post and have they done it right. So I knew that people were going to be screenshotting this this workspace and sending it to friends, but I didn't expect that they would then screenshot it and put it in Facebook groups of 80,000 people. Wow. What so, were they doing with that screenshot? So they'd screenshot it and be like, okay, so what do you think of my grid? Do you think the color scheme looks good? Do you like the filters? Is there enough white space? And they would oh. ask other people's opinions and be like, I've used this app to skip, like to kind of mock it up. What do you think? And people would be like, oh my God, what is this app? And then if they liked the, the images in the feed of the, of the, my user, that their handle was also there. So it was advertising them and me. Yeah. So we kind of was a win-win and I knew that and I did it on purpose. And anyone in UIUX is like, get rid of that logo. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> That's there on purpose. So for my first probably 500,000 downloads, there was zero paid. It was all word of mouth. And I'd say it's attributed to content and Facebook groups. And that's it. That's freaking brilliant. Cause I didn't notice that, but I, I noticed my feed. I'm looking at my feed right now, mm-hmm. but you know, not, it wasn't until you told me, I guess maybe I'm not like into, I know these people, I know some of these people like, Hey, we had to make the look, the grid look nice. The words, you know, like match up and all that stuff. I'm not that crazy, but like, I get why people are that crazy probably have a huge following and mm-hmm. would want to do that. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah it's harder work than people think to be an influencer or to build like a really great brand. Um, because you've got to have professional imagery. Like you'd need to, like with this much competition on the platform now, yeah. there's 25 million businesses, but there's that many more people to buy from you as well because it's humans that are behind the feed. So even if you're a business, you're still buying, you're shopping on Instagram. So anyone's, you know, anyone's buying stuff. So, the, one of the biggest investments that I definitely recommend is professional imagery and having them – like they can last a year. I think one of my first photo shoot lasted a year and a half. And all you have to do is rotate and crop and do different things. Unless it's e-commerce, it's a little bit trickier because you have to be up to date. But even in e-commerce, there are little ways you can hack having content, like team up with a photo stylist and a makeup artist and other products that like, supplement your brand, mm. and you all work together, and then you all get free content. So – they're, they're, they're definitely, I'm a, I'm definitely a scrappy founder. I love that. The, what's your, I mean, would you mind sharing your, the personal Instagram that you grew? Um, it doesn't really work anymore because it's okay. completely changed, but it is, my personal is Christy Lady Lawrence. Okay. I think I only have like 2000 cause I stopped using it and then people were like, who is this? When I started posting about apps, I went from like posting about <laughs> artwork and having this cool stuff to like, <laughs> here's this app. So I, I got unfollowed pretty quick, <laughs> but that was fine. Hilarious. So, yeah. So the time gets spent on building plan now. Yeah. That's yeah. It is planned that. So on Instagram, two ends yeah. planned that and mm-hmm. you got 24,000 followers on there. Congrats yeah. on this. Thank you. That's amazing, Christy. I don't even know where to go now. I'm like, wow, <laughs> there's so much great content here. Yeah. We can end it now. <laughs> well, we're, we're still boots. So I started with nothing and the, the revenue grew. So it was the one-off payment. And then after six months, I decided that the business model needed to be more sustainable. And if I needed to hire staff, because I was reaching burnout at this point quite early, um, that I needed, instead of people loving me once, they were going to have to love me once a month. Mm-hmm. So I turned to a SaaS model about six months in and it was heartbreaking to go from having such a huge chunk of cash from $10 purchases to $3 a month. 
and completely like destroyed my income. And I was like, did I make the right decision? And then after about six months, I was like, no, I've definitely made the right decision. That's awesome. And now I've been able to fund the app has been able to fund the entire web app team and web app launch. And two months ago, we launched a web app to go with the app so we can grow with our customers. And we're still completely bootstrapped. That's awesome. So no no funding, just completely self-funded and bootstrapped. And I am still 100% cap table, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Congrats on all that. The, yeah. the thing I want to talk to you about too is – like I think if I remember correctly, 2016, that's when like influencer marketing was starting to get like some traction, right? And so yeah. did you think like, hey, I want to go after more of the influencer market or I want to help businesses with their social media? So like is plan meant, did you start thinking about like influencers or businesses first? Well, when I first started, it was, I want to help people like me. I want to help people that are creative, understand how to market themselves and make money. Um, and create brand new lifestyles on this beautiful platform that's come out. So that was like my very initial thing. And then when it started rolling through, I wanted to help businesses. I'm actually, I personally am not into the influencer marketing. That's not my scene. Um, but I have been very, very driven. I love business, which is probably why I wanted my own business. And I believe that businesses pay for tools. So with apps, they're so expensive. Like a plan is a six-figure number every month to run. And if I've got influence who just want everything for free, right? There's like most of these people are solopreneurs or a side hustle. It's not their real, it's not their main income that they're, they're not able to pay for a product. So if I then go after businesses who can pay for the product, then I can help supplement those people who are growing to become the brands. And that's my thought process around it. Yeah, I love that. Did, have you tried anything from a, a pricing perspective when you went to subscription? Have you tried, tried any tests on that? I noticed you have a quarterly plan. You have a yearly plan. Um, I did. I tried different things like on Android, there might be a 14-day free trial. On Apple right now, there's a seven-day free mm-hmm. trial. We try. I try lots of different things. Um, subscriptions, um, I've, I think we've tried quarterly or monthly and yearly and not having the quarterly plan. Because sometimes people just get a decision overwhelm and they yeah. just want it to be made easy. So, yeah, we do muck around and, and play with stuff, yeah. the I know <clears> – I mean, somebody else shared it already, but, like, the people have tried. A friend of mine told me that one pricing plan tends to work better too. So mm-hmm. just throwing it out there as well. What I really like about the app besides just the, the design of it all is the performance aspect of mm-hmm. things. And I think what you've done really well is I played around with a couple of different, like, schedulers. And it's like seeing your feed – does something to you, right? Like it, it's, there's an element of like, oh, I like this. Like this is cool. And I know you're just like playing into my ego a little bit. Like, hey, I get to see my feed. But some of these are like a blank page, you know, start your schedule, your post, where it's like yours is like, see your feed and then here's the performance. Here's the most liked. And so all these things, and this is just the free version of the app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think my favorite feature, like my, my personal favorite feature is, it is a paid feature, but it's called the sneaky peek. And you can actually jump in and look up any public account and see what their best times to post are, their best performing posts oh based on – you can, and then you can sort by likes, comments, and mentions. Um, and, but my absolute, absolute favorite feature is something that I built myself was your best performing color palettes because I wanted to teach people that there are certain color schemes that work for certain audiences. And one of those things that don't work is taking photos of cocktails late at night 
and posting like a dowdy orange and brown cocktail <laughs> photo. They just don't work. So I, I was like, how can I teach people? Please stop posting these photos. You're ruining your feed and you're ruining your business. It's not mm. going to convert to leads. It's not going to make money for you. So the way that it works now is that the color schemes that are shown are definitely never brown. <laughs> You know what? And I see that in your, your feed, the plan that feed, I don't know if you're running or somebody else running it. I can see the color schemes. Like mm-hmm. I can see it after you say that now, it's like every post has a similar that's on brand and mm-hmm. it's very bright and there's yeah, obviously no yellow brown in any mm-hmm. of these. That's mm-hmm. amazing. All these okay. little things. But you it know, depends on your audience as well. I can see why you're like, Hey, everybody just wants to talk to me about the Instagram stuff, but like, you know, so much, Christine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, Steve and I were having a chat earlier and he was asking me, is there anything you want to talk about? I'm like, I am a life. I'm all over Instagram, but I'm also a tech founder. So can we even up the tech and the Instagram questions, but I'm more than happy to help. From having no like startup experience, having no technical experience. What's been like the biggest learning thing that you've gone through, through this process, through the like four plus five years. Oh, like definitely the developer side of things. So when I first started, you would have, I would have just thought, oh, you know, like a developer does all the developer things. <laughs> and it wasn't until I made some huge mistakes that I realized that not the one developer is created equal. Like we now have front ends and back ends and Amazon architecture specialists and like <laughs> the whole gamut of what the difference is. And then, for example, learning where the cross is between a UI UX and a front end mm. and then from a front end to a back end and like the different roles that then your lead developer to your CTO play. So it's, for me, not having that background, um, my team are amazingly supportive and they've taught me so much in such a sh- short amount of time that I now I now um, am a mentor on three startup accelerator programs in Sydney where I can now repay and help other people making businesses learn the same. That's awesome. And you said you have a remote team, correct, Christy? We are almost fully remote, yes. That's awesome. Well, let's, give me a leadership tip, like managing that remote team. So keeping everybody engaged, I think I do work really long hours and a lot of it's people. I love my team. I am completely people first. So when we do our onboarding, it's the first thing you have to do is put your Bitmoji into the general channel and talk about you, tell us about yourself. And like we played two truths and a lie in the next team meeting. So it's always about who is the human that you're working with and then you get to know them from a work perspective. So I, I encourage everyone to bring their full self to work. And I tell everyone that I don't want you to put this facade on. We're not a corporate. I bring your whole self. If you're having a crappy day, you let me know. And I'm just going to give you the day off. And everyone knows that. And yeah. And then there was like the Avengers came out and, yeah. and my developer team are just obsessed. And there were countdowns and memes and everything about how excited everyone was. So I got up and was like, right, everyone's taking the morning off. You're all going to the movies. Let's work when we get back. And so I was able to be like, right, you're all going you can be the trendsetters and you can feel like, like make them feel really special because they are special. And so they all went to the movies and then they came back and worked until one o'clock in the morning. So wow. like just stuff like that, just, I, and I'm quite, um, I'm really into self-awareness and emotional intelligence. So when, um, yeah, it, I need, I do ask my team, look, I need you to work out how you like to work and you need to come to me and say, this is how I work. And the example of that is that I wake up at stupid o'clock, like 5 a.m. and start work. And then I'm completely useless at between 4 and 6 p.m. Like, don't ask me anything, blah, 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 blah. I'm just completely useless. <laughs> I just, if someone asks me something, I'm like, what time are you calling me? 
do you know what do you know what I'm doing right now I'm like lying on the floor like a zombie no so it's everyone in the team has to really understand how they work and then they bring that to work and um I I do love it so that's kind of some leadership work that I do are they all in Sydney or are they all like weird time zones everywhere we're in um there's 35 depending on the day in nine time zones wow that's amazing there's always someone online like if you're feeling lonely you just jump on slack there's someone there (laughs) what time do you sleep waking up at five i woke up at five today i went to soul cycle at six i feel phenomenal but i know i'm probably going to crash out at around four or five but like what time do you normally sleep what's that Um, it depends depends on the day like um, now that i'm in san francisco some of our team meetings are at 9 10 p.m and then there's work to be done afterwards and then some mornings i have a sleep in and like say for example the other night i worked until two in the morning and then i didn't come to work until 11 so one of the one of the biggest things that i do like to to mention that helps me is that there's there really is when you're a founder there is no such thing as work-life balance and it's finally i'm okay saying that but what happens instead is you have like a soup bowl and your whole life is the soup bowl and you just got to figure out how everything all fits in together. So I might paint my nails at my desk one day or go and get a massage in the middle of the day or go for a swim or grab a wine in people's work, technical work time. But for me, I know I'm going to be working all these crazy hours. So I just do me in the day. I love it, Christy. Anything we missed? There's a lot we covered, but anything no, that I missed? Is there any burning questions for you? No, I thought this was phenomenal. I had so many great tips and I just love the story of the hustle. Like it is so phenomenal. The fact that you, you know, like traded free hours. I mean, just the gusto, right? Like just like <laughs> this is creative thinking at its best. I love I it so crazy. much. I am crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you every month. You bump me up. <laughs> well, I'm on Instagram. Christy Lawrence, come track me down. I will. Well, Christy, before we hit the big finish, I do want to thank my sponsor, appradar.com. Look, guys, you guys ask me, like, which ASO tool should I use? Which one should I pay for? Well, I'm going to tell you something. AppRadar has a free plan that will outdo any other ASO tools paid plans. They come, they give you 200 keywords that you can get data on in terms of traffic, difficulty, where you rank. You can track up to 200 keywords. That's more than what other ASO tools that you have to pay for. They're giving it to you for free. They're a great tool. I started using them. I love their stinking UI. And I told their founder, Thomas, a friend of mine, I said, Hey man, I stole some of your UI elements because I love it so much. And they've done a phenomenal job. So go check them out. It is appradar.com. Here's what I want you to do. If you do sign up for it in their little chat, online chat, just say, hey guys, heard you on App Masters. So I get a little bit of street cred from them. But anyways, doesn't help me out as much, but I want that street cred from Thomas, knowing that our audience is engaged and want to use the tool. And if you've got any use out of AppRadar or you figured out something, please let me know as well. So once again, it is appradar.com. Let them know you heard it on this podcast, appradar.com. Christy, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Besides plan, give us one other app we should definitely check out. <laughs> You're going to laugh, but the Boggle app, I'm obsessed with Boggle. <laughs> you know the game? Yes. So if I don't sleep or I need some time out, I play Boggle and I'm currently ranked in the top five in the world. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. I had to delete the app because I found myself like playing. I used, there was a past client of mine. They had a game, and I was like, I would always just play this game. And it was this little puzzle, and I loved the, yeah. like the creative aspect of it. But I was like, I, sometimes I'm just playing this game while my like daughter is showering, and I'm waiting for her. I'm like, I got to stop doing this. <laughs> but I love it. What's the the long? What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? 
Um, I do, you're right. I have a lot of gusto and I do, I have had to build a lot of confidence in my ability, but the biggest thing that it took me the longest to learn is that I genuinely cannot do this on my own and you need to be able to ask for help. And it's not in my nature because I just high achiever. I just want to do everything myself. Um, but learning the hardest for me was leaving the house is when the magic happens and you need to be able to ask for help. And it's okay to do that. It is not weakness. What was one thing that was the hardest to ask for help for? Um, I started getting panic attacks because my customer support inbox was blowing up and I had to ask people to help me manage my inbox so I could sleep because I had burnout and I slept for three weeks (laughs) and my friends had to man my inbox. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, guys, you heard this story. Sorry, Christy, you want to add anything else? No, brilliant. The app is called Plan. Look for it in the app store. It's on iOS, Google Play. It's beautifully done. You can look out. Go to Plan That with two ends on Instagram as well. Check out the beautiful images that Christy has. My dog is barking in the background. Again, it is planthat.com. Search for Plan in your favorite app store. Christy, if the audience wants to follow up and connect with you personally, you want to send them in anywhere else? Um, just my Instagram feed. I'd love to see you. Come say hi, Christy Lady Lawrence. Okay, I'm going to look you up and I'm definitely saying hi. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm sorry we had to reschedule, but I'm so glad that we did this. Like I get, like I said, I'm going to definitely reach out to you every month. This is crazy. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for having me, Steve. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters Podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.